welcome to episode three of Becky and Marie's 12 Fears of Christmas. Wow, I love the way you say that. Our discussion of, yeah, we are continuing. Well, I, I should start it with in a world, right? In a world where the 12 years of Christmas. <laughs> where Becky and Marie are fearful of everything. And by fearful, we mean hateful towards. Um, we are on episode three of our fears of our super kick-ass daily 12 days of Christmas drops. Marie is in the middle of her, her statistical analysis of Christmas carols. Sure, you put you to sleep. <laughs> except wait till the end because she will sing it again yes. all right now we're on another christmas adjacent yes. song right all yes. right marie go you know I, I like that you mentioned christmas adjacent because that does tie into this i want to talk about this has actually become a new christmas tradition to hate on the song baby it's cold outside well, let's go so Rolling Stone magazine on December 13th of 2018 wrote an article called Baby It's Cold Outside, a brief history of the holiday controversy. Before the rape controversy emerged, a lot of people wondered why this was considered a Christmas song. Because you know that Christmas isn't even mentioned in this song at all. I don't know if you realize. Yeah, it's about wintertime. So in 2004, Canada's National Post was the first article that kind of mentioned the song was a little creepy. They summed it up by saying... A man gets the girl drunk amid her protestations so he can take advantage of her. Another article wrote, Baby It's Cold Outside is about the warm embrace of semi-consensual date rape. Good Lord. One author says, it's a very sexy, dominant, submissive fantasy. Another says, a ham-fisted seduction. And then a lot of... uh, Feminist writers will say that the song is basically a celebration of boundary-crossing sexual coercion. Oh, okay. What do you think, Becky? Okay, I'm gonna. Do you want me to go or you want to go? Because you brought it up, so I want to see. You've read other things, but what do you think? Well, I my initial thought was so I never thought about it, right? And like the most popular version of it is the Dean Martin version, and just one of those fun Christmas songs and I'd sing along to it and never thought about it. And then the controversy came out a couple of years ago where with Me Too and everything and people were saying the song should be banned and it shouldn't be on the radio. And I was like, well, that's a little extreme. And I, I don't think the song is about rape, but I did, I did a little research about how the song came to be. And that changed my opinion of what the song is about. So it wasn't controversial in the beginning. In fact, what if I told you the song was written to be a conversation between a husband and a wife? Would that change your view of the song? Why is she saying I really must go then? Composed in 1944, Broadway composer Frank Lozier originally wrote Baby It's Cold Outside as a playful call and response duet for him and his wife to perform at their housewarming party while guests were preparing to bid them good night. So then in 1948, the song was re-recorded for something called Neptune's Daughter. In the score, the male and female parts are labeled wolf and mouse respectively The premise is that the wolf and the mouse have gone on a date and after having a nightcap back at his house, 
she makes she starts making her excuses to leave while he's urging her to stay and then when it got re-recorded in popular culture like the dean martin version takes it even further right but the original was guests not leaving a party and this husband and wife having a conversation okay if you want to know my opinion of the song it you have to look at the context in which the song was recorded so for instance i think that the song is pretty apropos of how a lot of relationships were in the 1950s and 60s and before that where women were the keepers of chastity yeah and maybe a woman wanted to have sex with a guy or stay a little later or do things that were socially unacceptable but they were afraid of the consequences and so this is really more about the struggle that goes on i think it still goes on today between men and women and social perception so there, here, I'll give you another article. Persephone Magazine from 2010. Um, a blogger argues that the song is actually about the desires even good girls have and the mouse's internal struggle over whether she should push the bounds of acceptability and stay the night. Okay, because that's exactly where I was going to go with it when it was my turn to offer my hot fear opinion. I think if you look at it, even if you change the idea from something innocuous like I don't want my guests to leave my party because it's so much fun or that kind of thing even if you change it to a romantic situation the thing that I always say and I don't want to give everybody a lesson in interpersonal relationships or interactions but I always say this and I always continue to say it because the only thing that matters is context and the context of that is not just the words if you just read the words it sounds rapey but if you pay attention to what's underneath it there's more to it and there's especially more to it given the context in which it was written. And it's, it's to me pretty fucking obvious that she wants to stay and that she wants to give into what she wants to do, which is be with him, but she wants to maintain this propriety or is that the word propriety? No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She wants to maintain this illusion of chastity that she was supposed to supposedly back then. So when she says, well, I really must go, it's not... I got to get out of here because I, I don't want to fuck you. That's not what she's saying. Let's, right. You know? And so to eliminate context from that, it eliminates the meaning. And people who say, it, oh, it's just an ode to date rape or whatever is like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm as ready as anybody to examine something and say it's, it's anti-feminist or it's rapey or it's whatever. I am, I am open-minded about it. This is not that. Yeah, so to, to even emphasize your point even more, the, one of the, the lyrics that everyone brags on is when she says, what's in this drink? And again, we're, we're analyzing this from a modern perspective with like roofies and-, and Yeah, you think he roofied this? <laughs> so there was an article written in 2016 by a former teacher and jazz enthusiast who said, you have to look at the context and baby, uh, it's called- Good, see, I agree. I just said it, right? I want the record to- to show that I'm pouring wine and the person is yeah. okay. I can tell you what's in my drink right now. While the line what's in this drink was interpreted by some as Wolf plying the mouse with alcohol in order to take advantage of her, the blogger wrote 
that this was a stock joke at the time. The punchline was invariably there's actually pretty much nothing in the drink, not even a significant amount of alcohol. So it's playing on the, the idea that women in this day and age would, and probably still today, people even do it. They're, they're not even drinking a strong drink, but they're using it as courage. So rather than saying what's in this drink, did you roofie me in 1948? She's saying what's in this drink? Is there even any alcohol in it? Or she's saying, oh gosh, what's in this drink? Meaning she's getting drunk, but the, the, the context is there's actually nothing in the drink. Oh. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, have you ever done that thing where you, yes. you have a friend that just, oh, I'm so drunk after everything. Yes. And there was a, a party in college where we played a joke on this one girl giving her near beer all. And she okay. was, I'm so drunk, I'm so drunk. And she was not having any beer at all. But anyway, a lot of people do that thing where they just have one drink and act like so drunk. Yeah. So James said, I'm going to attribute this to James because it's really brilliant. Okay. He said to me, I submit to you, this song isn't a holiday song or a winter song or a rape song or even a dating dynamic song. It's a Rorschach test. Ooh, I think about that. That's interesting. I thought it was interesting. I mean, it yeah. sounded cool, at least, you know? He does but that I mean, a lot. He drops a lot of things that sound like really intellectual on me. And then I'm like, that's probably how he ended up getting me to marry him. <laughs> he just didn't understand what he was saying. I was like, wow, he's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> Say the thing about the Rorschach test again. <laughs> oh, well, but don't worry, James. I'm going to use that in the title of this episode. But I think so that, fun. I mean, that's the thing with all these Christmas songs, right? Like something can be innocent or it can be creepy. It just depends on your perspective. And I mean, even the idea of you know, Santa watching you while you sleep. It could be comforting to you. It could be mm -hmm. creepy. No, it could be. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's true. You promised that you'd sing the last three of these, the first three of these. Oh, I got to sing them now? Let's see. Yeah. So we're going to sign off of this episode three of <clears throat> Becky Marie presenting the 12 me. Years of Christmas. <laughs> the 12 <laughs> Years of Christmas with they Marie can't. singing the last three. How? What's our third, though? It's still the same. It's a, it's a Yeah, yeah. I'll, I, I think I got it. So on the first day of Christmas, my partners <laughs> gave to me one murderous family. On the second day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me two creepy songs, lots of statistics. <laughs> Terrifying statistics. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the third day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me a continuation of number two. <laughs> that's, that's like the least creative thing you've ever said. <laughs> uh, here, let's see. On the third day of Christmas, my podcast gave to me a song that we turned out is not very rapey. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a creepy song. 
creepy song that's not creepy <laughs> hey i thought you're gonna have to sing the next one i don't know what's I'm, i know what it's i know what the topic is either way, way either way listen to episode four tomorrow and we'll